everybody. Welcome to the SideQuest Podcast. My name is Luke. And I'm BJ. And we're dumbasses. Yeah, we uh, we, we were about to record. We were looking up news stories. And uh, we were like, well, there's nothing really going on. And then right before Luke hit the record button, I said, oh, fuck, there was a Direct. Yeah, we both forgot the Nintendo Direct happened. Like, yeah. for whatever reason. Like B- So BJ just had his second COVID shot. So he's he's kind of he's feeling he's feeling the effects. Yeah, my whole body hurts, and I have a big desire to wear fishnets now. As I said, that was before the shot. Don't even <laughs> front. You can't use that as an excuse. No, but uh, we yeah we forgot about the direct, which is um, which is ironic because there's actually some really cool stuff in that direct. Yeah, like, there was a lot of good stuff. I, stuff that we've been talking about for months on this like point. We're we're gonna talk about it, but like and fucking heck, keep fucking up the pop filter. <laughs> fucking pull the ash catch on a pokemon this shit <laughs> no but uh i my favorite part of that direct still and this i guess be spoilers for the news outlet but hey bayonetta 3 got announced yeah um, that was that trailer fake out was sick as hell because mm-hmm. i'm like oh astral chain 2 and then boom bayonetta just shows up and you know that costume's gonna be in rodan's shop though of course <laughs> of course i'm gonna i'm gonna like play the game base all the way through and then when i do like to get like you know the platinum trophies or whatever mm-hmm. i'm going all in on the the nap is nappy what's his name called uh it's like nappy right i think it's nappy the dog thing from astral chain i don't know i the remember mascot. i'm gonna I remember re- the girl that wore the costume more than i remember the mascot yeah, it was mary yeah Which she was waifu awesome. in that of game. course there that's actually before we get into everything there's i i gotta ask if, if there were games right any game that you've played that if if you could interject a romance subplot into it, like like a Mass Effect style, this happens all kind of off screen, mm-hmm. but you can initiate it. What game would you choose to do that for, and and who would who would the character be and why? That's a really good question, actually. Um, give me a second to think about this. Who yeah. are you thinking of? Well, so Mary, obviously, because like playing Astral Chain, well, and the the chick with pink hair. In that game, pretty much every yeah. female other character in that game, I'm just like, damn. That that game, game really would have worked well with like side romances, the way you walk around the precinct and everything. Well, the precinct, and then when you meet people like, what was it, Kyle? Yeah, fucking like, Kyle. In, my, one of my favorite boss fights with my favorite, like, one of my favorite, like, uh, soundtrack, like, boss music is so sick. Um, but the like, only thing bad about that fight at all is just the fact that you're fighting a dude named Kyle and he's the coolest thing you've ever seen. It's it's the fun I I that's got to be on purpose too. Yeah. Cuz he's the coolest motherfucker in that whole game. And then and then what's his name? It's Kyle. Yeah. And not like, like cool. not some samurai shit. It's just Kyle. But yeah, I don't know like that game. I there's definitely like I don't know. There's probably other JRPGs that I've played that I'm like, oh man, I wish I, I wish I could add more to this or whatever. Um, Outer Worlds, I'm both. I, I both like that it didn't have romance options, but also sometimes there's moments where I'm like, damn. Yeah, it really would have fit in well there. I, but I know why they didn't, because in part of it was like Pavardi having her own her own romance subplot off screen away from you was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. I feel like I would have liked to have something, but at the same time, I'm like, all right, yeah, no, I get it. Having probably and probably like having full romances in Skyrim versus just I have an amulet, want to get married. <laughs> so check out this fucking chain. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you want iced up? Want to get hitched? I this is gonna be a weird answer, and I'm probably gonna get judged for it. I mean, but I feel like Paper Mario. 
if it'd be a very interesting one because like yeah i mean they've done like little cutesy romance-esque things in there but like if you could go through and actually have like little dates with peach those games would be so much more memorable even though they already are like classics i still want a thousand year door remake of some sort yeah um we all do like that's why I'm hoping with the news of this direct that we're gonna get GameCube games at some point on the Switch. Yeah. Cause like Jesus, I want Thousand Year Doors. I can't play it right now because like I don't have a GameCube. I have a Wii, but like I don't have a fucking functional Wii controller. Yeah. So like I really just want like Thousand Year Door to come out. Like we got Sunshine. I think they know so. people want that, but if they ever do it, then they know people will be like, "Well, these new Paper Mario games are dog shit. Do yeah. that again." Yeah. Yeah. I, Thousand Year, also Thousand Year Door is dark as hell. Yeah, like, really dark. It really, like that was, that was an era of Nintendo. If that you I weren't miss. playing as Mario through the whole thing, it would not seem like a Mario game to me. Yeah, yeah, it it definitely would have made like that game could have just been a regular RPG with like different characters and different whatever, and it would have still worked. They just slapped Mario's skin on it and been boom done. Yeah. Speaking of which, everyone go play Bug Fables. <laughs> uh, I need to play that. It's the new thousand-year door. <laughs> nice. Speaking of that, everybody go play Bug Snacks because that game's great. I haven't played it yet, but I, it, I've owned that, it for a while. That game is dark as hell. Yeah. Like holy shit. I could tell from that first trailer. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, what you been playing, man? I haven't been playing much. I played a couple of rounds of Fortnite with our boy Bowser Pew Pew for his birthday. There you go. Um, got a couple of dubs. And um, past that, I've mostly just been watching stuff. Uh, I went to see Shang-Chi in the theater. First time in the theater for a I, while. I think it's pronounced Shang-Chi. Yes, you're right. But um, I, <laughs> We're white. I'm, I'm not going to be that guy right now. <laughs> if I was at an anime convention, then I would be saying Naruto. But if I'm talking to like somebody at a GameStop, it's Naruto. So... Uh, it was really good. It was nothing... Well, I mean, it had similar elements to other Marvel movies, but uh, you could definitely tell the uh, the Kung Fu movie influence there. And um, I like the humor more than a lot of the other Marvel stuff because it was... All the way through, it was pretty much more lighthearted than anything else. Um, and then in the end... Spoilers. Hey. Uh, I haven't just, seen it. I'm just going to say one thing. There's a cool dragon. <laughs> All right, I can kind of get that from like the trailers. Like they're they're actually doing like like Chinese like mythologic mythologic influences in the mm-hmm. in the show or movie show. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 very excited to see it. I think they said it has like a 45 day window before it hits Disney Plus, so I'm, I probably will wait for that. But I might go see it in theaters just to say screw it. Yeah, definitely a good time. Um, after that, I watched King of Staten Island, finally. Dude, that movie's great. It made me feel things. <laughs> I love that movie. Like, it, it really hit me hard in the feels, and I didn't expect that at all. Um, I was expecting kind of like a uh, a Seth Rogen-esque comedy, mm-hmm. but like, there was some deep shit in there, and I didn't expect deep Pete Davidson to go that hard. Well, I think that's why I like Pete Davidson as a comedian, because like, yes, his jokes are very like dark and very like blunt Mm -hmm. but it's like you can tell like dude's going through some shit he's got some problems but he's like that's how he gets over it is comedy yeah and it 
it works in that movie. That's a it's Judd Apatow, right? Didn't he do the movie? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, that King of Staten Island is great. I I have it somewhere in my Blu-ray collection nice. because I, I I saw it and I was like, yeah, I need this. This is great. So, yeah, that. Man, what a movie! I I also love Bill Burr as like the stepdad. Bill Burr character. was great in that movie. It was awesome. Jimmy Tatro was on the uh, the fire squad or whatever. Everybody in that movie did great. Um, the MGK scene was hilarious. I, I I love MGK at this point just because this man, with with the exception of him like dissing Slipknot. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. He's a, he's he's he sometimes gets in his own head. Yeah, but, but like, look at how much he wins. <laughs> He's yeah. got Megan Fox. Yeah, for real. Like, okay. Like, people are going to be like, oh, he's looking, look, look, look. bro, he's dating Megan Fox. Every dude who, like, watched the first Transformers movie is, is jealous as hell. Megan Fox called him daddy several times on national TV, and there's no way we'll ever pass that peak. Oh, no. I, I, there's nothing that I can do to reach that level of success, fame, and, like, I've, I've never been more jealous of somebody who wore see-through shirts. Right? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, my dude. This man got Megan Fox to call him daddy. And I'm like, I'm over here just single as fuck, watching, <laughs> watching, just going, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Um. <clears throat> but that, that took me down a couple of pegs. That's probably going to be my new, like, I would say comfort movie, but these movies really take me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. My, uh, my new binging drama. Because before this, it was uh, Marriage Story, and that one, that one is definitely like a fucking oh Jesus, like yeah. It, I damn, I want Adam Driver and more shit. Me too. I still haven't seen uh, Black Klansman. It's very good. I'm gonna watch that one pretty soon. Um, but that, and then before that, I would just rewatch Train Spotting like two times a day. I don't think I've I've seen that movie. That one, I think you would enjoy. Okay. But uh, yeah, I watched those two and then my favorite episodes of Black Mirror because I don't want to kill myself that bad. I, I can't watch Black Mirror just because of how dark some of them get. Because like, they, they do a really good job of making everything seem very believable. Yeah. And so I'm like, I don't hate myself that much. Like, I'm good. I'll, I'll, I'll live in blissful ignorance of things aren't going to get that bad when I know they probably are. I like watching like the romantic episodes over again because those are like kind of feel goody. The uh, the Christmas one with John Hamm because John Hamm's a fucking god. And then um, my favorite episode of all time is Striking Vipers. Mm-hmm. Um, they both killed it in that, and like you know the sex stuff is kind of hot. So. <laughs> speaking of speaking of uh, Netflix stuff, have you seen that Squid Game show everybody's fucking talking about? No, Taylor watched it uh, pretty recently, and I've heard some great things. Saw some stuff on TikTok about it, and the performances seem like really genuine. So the, uh, I'm gonna have to check it out. Well, we have a new person at work, and she was like, I mentioned it, and she's like, Yo, it's freaking good. So I'm like, All right, cool. It's it's in the list of things to watch now. So nice. The last Korean show that I watched was um, another Netflix thing called Run On. Mm-hmm. It's like a uh, romantic comedy, and it's like the cutest shit I've ever seen. I need to watch more Korean dramas because they've been getting very, very popular. And like, there's some that I, I've seen on like TikTok or Instagram. I'm like, man, I'd probably like that. You need to hit Devony up because she is the queen of K drama. All right, uh, I'll just I'll shoot her a text like, hey, um, this is Luke. BJ told me you got uh the you, you got the the bag when it comes to K dramas. Give give me the list. I need the best. Yep. No, I, I, I want to break out because like I, I've pretty much only been watching like two, well three shows I guess. I haven't played much video games, which 
sucks. Partly not my fault, but partly just I'm working a lot. So yeah. But Can't yeah, be helped. Yeah. I anything else you've been doing before I jump into my tirade or Nah, go for it. Yeah. I've been watching more Grimm and Teen Wolf. I'm almost done with Teen Wolf. How is Grimm getting, by the way? Because you, you've got me interested it's in that. Pretty good. Um, season two is I'm trying to think which one's better. I think season one and two are pretty on par with each other mm-hmm. on quality. But it is still a really interesting world they built because yeah, it's it's it is the you like they do a really good job with uh, it's, it's e- either the character's name is Nick or the actor's name is Nick, but th- Nick uh, being like the fish out of water for season one because it's like oh shoot he's now learning about this world and so are we so it's a very good you know in there, but it's it's kind of interesting because it's it's a. I was going to say, it, it kind of fits that supernatural feel, where it's like, this isn't based on a pre-existing IP, but like, just kind of general fantasy stuff. Right. Like, Supernatural's just, hey, if it's ever been told as a story, we're probably going to do something with it. Mm-hmm. Grimm is kind of the same thing, where it's like, every one of the Grimm fairy tales exists in real life, and you see that. Nice. It's really good, though. I, I definitely recommend it, uh, at least so far, season one and two. I will come back and tell people about it with like season three because there's six seasons I think. Mm. So I, I want to buy them. I have season one I bought just because I liked it. So it's sitting on my TV show stack. But uh, another show I watched, which criminally underrated and got canceled way too early, Swamp Thing, DC Universe show. I've heard so many good things. It is about Swamp so Thing. good, and I'm so mad they canceled it. They finished it up with ten, ten episodes, but damn it. It's also the first thing I've seen. So uh, Crystal Reed, who played Allison in Teen Wolf, it was the first thing I'd seen her in after Teen Wolf. Right. She fucking killed it. And uh, like, oh my gosh, the swamp! Damn it. All right, swamp I, damn I got, I got a, I got a text that also pops on my computer, so you're probably gonna hear the beep. But like, it's so good. I loved it, and I'm very upset that they canceled it. I don't know what what DC's thing is or Warner Brothers with with doing a, a swamp thing justice because it's the one good thing they did. Like, I like Titans, but Titans is not that good. Yeah. It's more guilty pleasure for that. That one is actually guilty pleasure, because I watch it and go, this is stupid. And then I uh, have some, right. some mic troubles. We're oh, good now, I think. There we go. Sick. All right. But uh, Titans is actually, like, bad in some instances. Like, there are, there are just episodes you watch and go, man, this is, oh, boy. Stargirl's pretty good, but it's like it's it's more like okay, this is a you know teenage drama superhero thing, but you know more lighthearted. Right. Fucking Swamp Thing though comes out the gate swinging, and I'm like, yo, this is cool. And the special effects are really cool. Like anytime he's on screen, because it's practical mixed with CGI. Oh man, I'm I'm so mad that that show is great. I have it. I have it on DVD because I'm like I want this forever to be in my collection. Hell yeah, it's good. Uh, and I've been continuing watching Teen Wolf. I'm on. I'm almost done with season six. And yeah, season six is is the worst one so far. But that is mainly due to the fact that Dylan O'Brien was filming Maze Runner shit, mm. and so he couldn't be in every episode. So they had to figure out. They had to find a plot way for him to not be there. And that plot was, all right, the Wild Hunt took him, <laughs> so he's not in some of these episodes. He's it. He like kind of shows up to for his side of the story, mm-hmm. but it's like I uh, know so. In, in universe he's gone for like three months and everybody forgets about him because like that's the whole point of the wild hunt there right is they'll they'll take you and no one remembers but it still was just like ah oh, man like i'm watching the episode going 
I know what this is missing, and it is him. Like Dylan, Dylan O'Brien, after a while, just carries the whole show. Yeah, and it it is very clear because when he's not in an episode or when he's not like a focal point, you you fucking feel it. Especially in season three, where he is the he is the center point of like the second half of that season, mm-hmm. where like the, the the general arc is all about him. He does a phenomenal job because not only it does he play a really good broken character, he also plays a villain. Ooh. It's very good. So yeah, Dylan O'Brien's a great actor. Shown in Maze Runner and have you seen Love and Monsters? That movie he did? No, I didn't. But I saw Maze Runner and I thought it was great. Yeah, Love and Monsters is a really fun kind of adventure film, so I, I, I definitely recommend it. But uh, yeah, I've just been watching more of that. Um, I guess one big news story for me, they just announced that there's a Teen Wolf movie that's going to be after season six. <laughs> Featuring Michael J. Fox. <laughs> no, actually. Oh, that'd be the greatest. Like, What if what if the series ends with this movie and it does some like weird time dilation shit and it just goes back to that? I, I was I was I, don't know, I was talking to someone at work and I was like, "Yo, what if they just brought Michael J. Fox as the villain? That like would he's be the fu- he's great. the final villain. That would be so good. He's like he plays like the or, the first werewolf ever, like Lycan or whatever they call want to call him. And it's like he's he's the the first one. And he's like, I've been around for ye- for since the dawn of time. And you're like, oh shit. I would watch that shit. It it'd be so cool. The the thing is though, I like that they're doing this because there's so many people who ask for closure for some things in the show, mm-hmm. and and I'm starting to see it because it's like ah yes, these either characters had to leave due to contracts or whatever, and things happen where they they just kind of came up on plot points. They're now doing a movie on Paramount Plus that's gonna be like the finale, the full finale. I'm hoping they just go balls to the wall and do two hours. Like don't do, don't do like an hour thirty or give me like full two hours. I like that Paramount Plus is basically just becoming a place for people to get closure on their childhoods. Well, iCarly is fucking great. Yeah, have you seen I've, it? I've seen some scenes from it. I don't have Paramount Plus, but I've seen like snippets. I got and the, it looks really funny. I got the free week or whatever just to once iCarly was done to to watch the season. It's fucking funny. Like it it, it is the same humor, but older yeah and i'm like that's great that's all i needed to be bro freddie got in two divorces <laughs> since the end of the show I, I, that was one of the scenes i saw he was like yep i married for love did everything that i wanted to do and here i am i forgot to set the timer oh well but uh that it's so good because like the character i i wish they would have gotten jeanette mccurdy but i don't think she wants to do that anymore yeah she's very not into the whole acting thing anymore She's been doing because I follow her on Instagram. She's been doing some one woman show in uh, in in California. Interesting. It's apparently been doing really well for her. People like it. But uh, yeah, I've mainly just been watching stuff like it, it, even movies. Like I was on Netflix and I was just like, just start. I start a bunch of movies, don't finish them, and I'm like, ah, hey, whatever. Yeah, that's kind of the way it goes with Netflix movies. Yeah, I very excited for Witcher season two. Vesemir, the guy, got full on like. He looks like him, but he also kind of looks like a, a knockoff version of the game version. Mm. So I'm, I'm like, I'll have to get used to it. But I got, I got used to Henry Cavill as, uh, as Geralt, which at first I was like, Ooh, but then I watched it and I was like, oh, it's shit. a little unsettling in that first episode. But past that, it really gets better. I, they nailed it though with Yennefer. Yeah, I think just because like Yennefer's supposed to be like this commanding, like very, like every time she, like even in the games and the books, anytime she shows up. The whole point is like everybody turns, All the eyes are yeah, on her. and they they nail that with the actress and how she portrays Yennefer too. I just wish that she had been taller. 
That's my only thing. Because, like, when I think Yennefer, I'm like, big, tall, witch mommy. Well, I mean, yes, but at the same time, Geralt is, like, fucking freakishly huge. Yeah, Geralt's, like, fucking eight feet tall. Yeah, I mean, he's a fucking monster slayer who can fight a griffin and kill it. And then he's just like, yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, true. So, I, I think it's fine. I'm I'm honestly, I want to see more of what happens with Ciri. Yeah, I'm, that I'm was very a... excited to see where they go with her because, like, I've read the books, so I know where the books go. Mm-hmm. I wonder how closely they're gonna follow that, um, both in both in which you know her her journey and like her sexuality, because mm-hmm. she is canonically bi. So I wonder if they're going to like actually show it, or they do like the hint edit thing. I don't think that after seeing this season of The Witcher, I don't think they're gonna shy away from it. Yeah. But, like, they, even the books, I think, do a better job of, like, well, because Ciri's technically underage. Mm-hmm. They they tend to not go full Geralt's debauchery with her stuff. Yeah. Even even in the Wild Hunt, uh, they like, playing that game, they didn't, like, Ciri didn't get a lot of, like, moments of, like, sex and whatever and everything. It's instead just, like, well, she's on her own thing, and then you go back to Geralt, he can fuck, he's, like, whatever, and, like, they just let him be the fucking debaucherous uncle. Right. So... I hope they I hope they keep that. I kind of like the idea of Siri being more like like grounded grounded than Geralt. Yeah, <laughs> like, I like that too. Well, she's got more of the innocence. Like Geralt's just cynical and done with everything and it's Siri's like, got more of that like like if 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 they do it, I want her to actually like fall in love with somebody yeah. versus like Geralt's just I'm going to fuck and feel something then dip. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that works well for Geralt because when you get to know him, he seems like a mystery. And then as you really like learn more about him, you're like, Oh, he's just a fucking cartoon character that fucks and kills. Yeah, pretty much. But, um, I'm actually, very, I'm very excited for Witcher season two. Yeah. It's especially after seeing the, 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 the movie with Vesemir. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all for it. They apparently, this is, they said they were going to do a, uh, like an, an all ages kid friendly Witcher show. And I'm like, no. How? Yeah. First of all, <laughs> how? Second, like, is that is that gonna be their Siri show? <laughs> just Siri going around like murking monsters, but like, it's just gonna be Muppet Babies, but, but Witcher oh Babies. My, that'd be great though. <laughs> what, was, what was that Looney Tunes show where they're all children? Uh, like it. I know exactly. Yeah. Wacky. No. Something. Uh, they were all kids. I remember one episode because they were like someone didn't want to go to bed. And so they like the Sandman's gonna come, and he got like the eye, eye crusty whatever things. He's like, no, the Sandman gave it to me, and they're like, and I'm like, what the fuck? As a kid, I was like, this is cool, and like I remember that that came to my head like a week ago, and I was like, why? I used to play the game for this on the Genesis all the time, and I can't remember the fucking name. They all it was it was the the Tweety Birds like granny lady mm-hmm. who ran the orphanage house thing or whatever. And all these oh that one that one yeah I think that one was just literally Looney Tunes babies was that okay yeah that's the one I'm talking about I think the one you're talking about is Tiny Tunes yes yeah that's it yeah Tiny Tunes yeah so I, I yeah I don't know I I'd love to see like The Witcher but that yeah well what was it Attack on Titan like Junior High was it mm-hmm. or something yeah like something like that where it's it's literally meant to be comedic and the Rock Lee show <laughs> yeah that was a short lived one but I loved it. All right, so you want to go ahead and get into some news? Sure. All right. Do you wanna do you wanna bring up what you were gonna talk about before we found yeah, out that it's fake? Fake thing that definitely baited me. Um, let me pull up the tweet. It was from an account called Sonic News Now, which I've recently learned is a parody account. 
but it says leak new crossover adventure titled Battle of Dimensions Sonic vs. Mario is coming to the Switch in April 2023 and I was like oh that sounds believable and then I realized that the uh, the acronym is just BDSM so <laughs> big L for me that would have been a cool because like the only the only crossover we've gotten was the Olympic Games really yeah and I bought the uh I don't know if anybody remembers this, but I bought the DS version of the original Olympic Games because there was a story mode in the DS version specifically. Wasn't it like, well, I know the Winter Games DS or 3DS one had like that little, like, not open that's, world, but like the Pokemon-esque area. Yes, like you walk that's, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. And then it was, it sucked. So I was like, <laughs> well, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to, I don't know, man. I want, I want pretty much like a Mario and Rabbids situation. But with Sonic and Mario, like full on, like let Nintendo and Sega develop a legitimate like game with like stakes and characters. Like, fuck it, you ha- you now have a Mario voice actor. Get him in there and no, no, they don't. <laughs> they have a sham, <laughs> a charlatan. <laughs> no, I uh, no, I, I just think it'd be cool. Like, get you do do a Sonic game and do it with like. You know everybody. Like get get the whole Mario crew from Mario all the way to Waluigi, Sonic all the way to Cream the Rabbit. Just give me a like th- that's main to be like a and started off like you know poke fun of the fact that Sony and Nintendo hated each other for a while. Mm-hmm. Like have it where S- Mario and Sonic are legitimately like not friends, and then at the end of the game teamwork. You know. Yeah. Because Sonic's team, because Sonic and his team, you know, screw the pooch. Like, Sega screwed the pooch with their shit. Yeah. Have Mario come in and save the day. Everyone go watch Super Mario Bros. Z on Newgrounds. Oh my gosh, yeah. Holy shit. Just make that into a game. That was that was so interesting to see, and at the same time, the stupidest shit. Yeah. I think I've ever seen, because, like, y- I'm just like, what the fuck? First of all, how does Mario move like that? <laughs> like, already, he's, like, anime fucking... Like Goku style, and then like after image killing people. Yeah, it it actually is cool. Like to, to see to see like early nerd shit on on like the internet. Super Super Mario Brothers Z is, is that Super Mario sprite animations on Newgrounds raised me to who I am today. I think I think a lot of that because like I remember watching, and this is gonna fucking out me. I remember watching like like the weird like Sonic videos where it was just the picture. Yeah, and then, and then like they had like someone typed up text of what they were saying, and it was like shit like that of just like someone pretty much, it was fan fiction without it being fan fiction, right? I guess I remember watching those. I watched so many fucking Sonic AMVs. Yeah, we both did. Mario, like I watched. I I I don't know. I I was so happy to have like nerd shit that I got real into it. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm 24, and I'm like, fuck, that was stupid. <laughs> Well, back then, we didn't have anyone to talk about this stuff with, yeah. so any bit of content was just, like, the greatest thing ever. Did you ever watch that Dead Fantasy thing yes. from, from a I, Monty Oom? I tell everyone that wants to talk about Ruby about that because it's so good. It, it is the precursor, because I, I remember seeing that and being like, holy shit, that was cool. I remember, like... When that was being uploaded, people were like, someone needs to, like, hire this guy on at, like, DreamWorks or something. And then he got hired on at Rooster Teeth mm-hmm. and created one of the best seasons of Red vs. Blue and then created Ruby, mm-hmm. which then got shit in the ground by because Rooster Teeth wants to keep making money. Yeah. 
Did you see there's a Ruby versus Justice League comic, by the way? Nope. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing, and I'm kind of upset it's a thing, but at the same time, Warner Brothers, or I guess Discovery, yeah, because they own Warner Brothers, are like, oh, Ruby, throw that in, because Ruby has a comic series that's on DC. Mm. And while they're not part of the DC universe, it's one of those things where it's like, ah. Why not do Ruby versus literally anyone else? <laughs> Yeah, they don't fit with the Justice League at all. Oh no, they don't. They had to. They had to like change some of the like styles of the characters. Like Wonder Woman's like outfit and general design is like fucking weird. I'm just imagining Batman surrounded by anime girls. Okay, don't lie. That'd be the coolest thing. <laughs> like that'd be the the best like parody thing. Like his dark brooding nature with like these hyper like like imagine Sailor Moon with Batman. <laughs> this is where my parents died, Ruby. <laughs> Cow a bummer. Hella bummer. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's the, that just happened in Titans at some point. Or, uh, they said cow a bummer? <laughs> no. Um, Bruce brought Jason to where his parents died in Crime Alley. And, he, and that, was where, that was where Bruce thought it'd be a good idea to tell Jason, you can't be Robin again. And I'm like, ah, cool. Great. Good parenting there, Bruce. <laughs> this is where my parents died. And I became Batman. Quit being Robin. It's dangerous. Yeah. Um. Any any other any other news stories you want to bring up, or is that your main one you had? That was the only one that I had. The rest of this conversation, I think, should be directed towards the direct. Okay. Because there's a lot of shit we got to unpack. All right. So I have the IGN article. That's everything that was announced in the September 2021 Nintendo Direct. And we're gonna start it off with one that I didn't ex- see coming at all: Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Which looks like Kirby Automata. Yeah. Um, I cannot wait for for the fucking lore of this game. Yeah, it's... Because Kirby, like, if you dig deep enough, Kirby has some deep shit. Kirby has deep shit and, like, like some religious imagery. And, like, it's fucking weird. I, I have a little bit of a theory on this game. Um, people have been wondering where the sequel to Mario Odyssey has been for mm. years. And I think this is as close as you're going to get. Because they've been wanting to make a 3D Kirby adventure for since, like, the GameCube. Yeah. And the closest they ever got was Air Ride, which is basically not a Kirby game at all. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited to see what they do with it. It looks quality. It looks like this is going to be the big thing that Nintendo pushes. It looks cute as shit, too. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, dude. The this, little birds in the shopping definitely mall. definitely going to be the, the big kids game of the year. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm very excited for it because it looks fun. Yeah, and it's it looks clean too for an early build. Like environments and everything were awesome. Yeah. Um Nintendo Switch Online gets N64 and Sega Genesis games, which that one was the kicker. I, I knew N64 was going to be a thing at some point. The fact they're getting Genesis on there. It's kind of cool. Let's talk about that, shall we? <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> what you, what you want to say? You you it seems like you got something to say. So, N64, good idea. Um, there's some games on there that people only remember as their only video games. The, the N64 lineup is Super Mario 64. Ocarina. Not all of these are at launch, by the way. Keep that in mind. Oh, I was going to say, this says the launch lineup in N64. Oh, okay, so you've got the separate. Yeah, this one says launch lineup. Yeah, it says it says they'll get more over time. The launch lineup for 64 is Super Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, Mario Kart 64, Star Fox 64, Sin and Punishment, Dr. Mario 64, Mario Tennis 64, a lot of a lot of those. Win back and Yoshi Story, which I'm actually very excited to play again. Yoshi Story is amazing. Very um, excited to play that one again. Solid starting lineup. The launch lineup for Sega 
Sonic 2, Streets of Rage 2, Echo the Dolphin, Castlevania Bloodlines, very excited for that, mm-hmm. Contra Hardcore, uh, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, nice. Hell yeah, gonna uh, flick the shit out of that bean. <laughs> Golden Axe, Gunstar Heroes, Musha, Fantasy Star 4, Rister, cool. Shining Force, you Shin- haven't played Ristar? No, I haven't. Shinobi 3, Return of the Ninja Master, and Strider. And then, uh, there's gonna be more N64 games coming later, like Banjo-Kazooie, Pokemon Snap, Majora's Mask, Kirby 64, The Crystal Shards, which has the creepiest boss ever. And the greatest soundtrack yes. in any Kirby game. Um, Mario Golf, Paper Mario, and F-Zero X. Dear God, play that one. Yeah. I, I actually think, dude, the, the N64 lineup is great, though. I think it's funny, because, like... They've had a shit lineup they, in every other one. In every other thing, they've screwed the pooch so hard with their monthly releases. It's always just games that nobody gives a shit about. Or like a remixed version of an old one. Right, and then they finally released Donkey Kong Country, and then that's the last good game they put on there. But with N64, it's like, banger, there are banger, no bad banger, games. Banger, <laughs> banger, banger, banger. Like, so you, you can't help but do well with that console. Well, I mean, to be fair, the only games worth playing were the good ones like that like nin 64 has a lot of shit yeah but true. but the 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 golden gooses right were the fucking kings like mario 64 is the king of platform of 3d platformers legend of zelda ocarina of time is instant classic mario kart 64 that's is like the, is the best drunk party game mm-hmm. star fox 64 the only good star fox game they've ever released like and they've been doing it ever since yep I mean, Star Fox Zero started with just it's sixty four again. Psych, it's yep. worse. Um, I'm I'm very excited for that. The Sega, I I'm gonna probably play some of these Sega games. You just told me about Rise Star, Rister, whatever they call that one is really fun. I I want I want to play because I didn't have a Genesis growing up, so this will be kind of a way for me to like. Play I'll some always Genesis champion games. that game and Comic Zone as the two unsung Genesis heroes. I've heard great things about Comic Zone. I think I've heard about it. So. I think you really like it. I'll I'll have to check it out. But yeah. I'm, I'm, this makes me excited, like we talked about earlier, for like the GameCube stuff. Like, are we going to get GameCube, or is this just going to be, you know, the first three generations of Nintendo? Maybe we'll get Game Boy and Game Boy, uh, you know, Color at some point, but I don't know. This is, uh, it's good news considering this is the best lineup they've had for any of these things. Yeah. But you got anything else on this one? Uh, I just, it's weird to see Genesis, like, of all things, because, mm. like, I don't know, man. I feel like I can play Genesis games on everything, Yeah, and it's not really a boon that I'm going to pay extra for on Nintendo Online. Don't you have to pay more for this? Yes. Second? Yeah. And apparently that's the only good thing that you get out of it is the other games. I'm I'm probably going to do it just because I want those N64 games, but at the same time, it's like, nah. Just let me pay $20 for each of them. I'll do it. Yeah, I will. That's that's my thing, too, with a lot of these like new subscription services, like for games. Mm-hmm. Like, I like Game Pass, and I like, you know, I think that's about it. Yeah, I like Game Pass. Well, uh, the thing with Game Pass, though, is that even when it leaves, you still have the option to buy it to own it. And, it's, and you have the option of, like, they're at least a little bit on sale. Right. So that's not happening with Nintendo. Yeah, or PlayStation. Yeah, neither of those two. Their streaming things have options there. So I don't know. Yeah, I the thing is too is I feel like Nintendo. I I want to say they probably know this because people are going to pay the monthly or yearly thing, 
eat and have it continue to play these games. Yeah. So that's probably sure. where it, it comes from. They're, I mean, yeah, they could sell them for 20 bucks a piece and make a lot of money. But this one makes sure that they get constant, I guess. Just do both, man. That's true, yeah. I mean, because I mean, I'm still going to have Nintendo Switch Online just to play some stuff online. Exactly. Even though that shit. Um, Worst servers on the face of the planet. Yeah. Picto Chat was better than that shit. Dude, bro, bring that back. Um, you also get. They also said you can get uh, Sega Genesis controllers and N64 controllers for Switch, which is going to be very interesting that they're reselling an N64 controller yeah. for the Switch. It's and 20, it's wireless. That's weird to me. Like that, I, that, I don't think there is a wireless. Well, there probably is, but like I've never seen a wireless N64 controller, and that's bothering me. That's going to be in someone's ass within the first week of release. Can't wait to go on the orange YouTube and see something. <laughs> uh, all right, the biggest thing for probably both of us: Bayonetta three gameplay, which looks great. Yes, and twenty twenty two is the release window. This is what gets me. By the way, the first sentence is nearly four years after its reveal, and I'm like, damn, we really did get a reveal like the day the Switch came out. Yeah, or or it was before that even. Or yeah, at the uh, the Game Awards that year, right? Well, no, because it was the Game Awards. The same wasn't it the same year the Joker got announced for Smash. Yes, it, actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so the Switch, okay. the Switch was out that year. Well, no, they because uh, the, they did something with Bayonetta at the Switch conference too. Well, they announced there was a, a Bayonetta game coming out. Right, and okay, the, I'm, yeah. I'm confusing them as the same thing. Yeah, because they they announced that there is a Bayonetta in the works, and then they then they actually showed that three was going to be a thing. Um, I. I think this looks cool because of one her hairstyle. Yeah, it's very reminiscent of her like younger self. It makes me awesome. wonder. Well, so the theory, the running theory, is that this is that Cereza. So she's not Bayonetta in this in this uh, game. She's actually Cereza from the first game, and so she's growing up actually as an not as an Umbra witch like the first Bayonetta did. So she got to go live a life, but then maybe she gets thrown into this later. That's why she still has the, the braided pigtails. That would make a lot of sense, actually, because the first two Bayonettas are all just one big time loop. And then this one, I'm, I'm excited. This looks cool. Also, that weird Virgil-looking motherfucker. Yeah. Is that Virgil? Because if it is, bro, I'm going to lose my it, shit. It can't be Virgil. <laughs> this man can cut portals with his sword. Bro, if that's I'm just saying, I know it's not, but bro, if that if it turns out that's Dan Southworth coming in voicing him, I'm gonna lose my shit. I bet this game ends up with her being sent back to the past of the first Bayonetta one and being that Cereza. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a like one, two, and three, just time loop it. Yep. But I think it's cool. I I love this. Uh, this game looks sick. Um the new the new gameplay mechanics they have with like the different monsters you can summon look awesome. Yeah, the the demons look fucking sick in this. Um, it it the trailer itself chugged a bit on the the release, so I'm wondering, is this gonna be like, yeah, you better have like, I don't know, it's it's, better, it's gonna be played on TV only. Good luck playing that on the fucking Switch. Yeah, but uh, I don't playing know. Playing Bayonetta and handheld is not an easy task, no, by the way. That's not at all. that's a straight bullet train to carpal tunnel, bud. <laughs> yeah, I love that game though. Bayonetta one is great. Two is amazing. Classics. Um. And so I'm very excited for three. Platinum has not disappointed me with its action games, mm -hmm. like with their ideas. Let me put that in there. Their core game was shit. Star Fox Zero is shit. Yeah. Uh, but when when they, the only like game they've done that's like another IP that I've liked has been Metal Gear Rising. I think they did Trans Transformers Devastation, right? Yeah, they yeah. did Transformers Devastation. 
and then we got Bayonetta 1, 2, and now 3, and then Astral Chain. We would have gotten Scalebound if What's-His-Face, the previous director at Xbox, wasn't a fucking tool. Yeah. But, you know, hey, we're getting Bayonetta 3. I'm all for that. Yeah, very, very hype announcement. Um, Splatoon 3, gameplay and single-player campaign were revealed. Um, which that, that was like, oh, cool. So yeah. we're getting single-player stuff, which they kind of did in Splatoon 2. Yeah, I and think... And then, you know, the, the Octoling DLC had it too. The DLC, I think, had better gameplay to it, mm-hmm. so I think they learned from that, and the base single-player in 3 is going to be more like that, which I'm all for. I That was a great mode. I spent probably 30 hours just on that DLC. It was it was really fun. I like Splatoon's, like, gameplay style. I think it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I've played a couple rounds online. It's still very fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm just not the target for that because I shit at that game. I loved Salmon Run more than anything. And yeah. It hurt me real bad that I could only play it like two hours a week. <laughs> yeah. Um, up next, this one's definitely on Joey's list. Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak expansion. Yep. Um, Looks pretty cool. It did look cool, but like they showed the one monster and that was kind of it. So yeah. I need to see more, but... I'm optimistic about it. Uh, they announced that the final DLC fighter will be revealed early October, which I think, yeah, presentation October 5th. So that will be the final DLC character for Smash. Yep. Who do Who do you think? Like, what, where, where's your head at for that one? My head, it's like, I don't even know what to say anymore. Um, it's so impossible to predict what they're gonna do. Well, cause every time we predict something, they do the fucking opposite. Like, we got fucking Sephiroth shows up, and we're mm-hmm. like, holy shit. Um, they did the Dragon Quest hero and Banjo at the same fucking time. Joker appearing in general, and having the internet lose its shit was the coolest thing. And I still love that that game, like, the game he's from is still never hit Nintendo. Yeah. I love I love that to me. I get it. There's still a link with Persona Q2, but like, fuck that link. That's not why people play like Joker. They got Strikers on the Switch I now. I guess yeah, Strikers <laughs> is that. Yeah. Which is so weird because like that you need to. That is legitimately a sequel to Five. Yeah. Like you have to understand Five's entire story to understand that game because there are there are characters who are not there for a reason. There are plot points that are there for a reason melody of memory situation all over again yeah that like that one's on switch and it's like yeah this is legitimately like the fucking 10th game yeah good luck and even for the small amount of plot in that game you have to understand everything that's already happened yeah uh more animal crossing content and there's gonna be a direct in october and fuck animal crossing I I feel like most people are at that point where it's like that game was big at the start of the pandemic because it was a community driven game, mm-hmm. and I feel like most people just kind of stopped after a while because by the t- by the time Animal Crossing stopped being popular was by the time a lot of people just stopped giving a shit about the pandemic. Yeah, because like I I worked I still had to, had a job during this whole time, so I I got to see more people out and about after a while where yes they were masked up and whatever but it was still like fuck it I have to get out of the house. Yeah. So. I think that's when, you know... My biggest thing with Animal Crossing and a lot of Nintendo games this generation is just finish the fucking game and then let me play it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to wait three years for you to finish it with updates. I bet bet that game's going to be really fun to play once they're done with it. Yeah. And then jumping in and starting a new island and stuff. So, I'm excited for it, though. 
because I, I do like what I played, but I, yeah, I was kind of in the same boat where it, it's also just not my type of game. Yeah. Like, it is very much a community, you know, you kind of spend hours doing mundane tasks. Mm-hmm. Where, like, for me, it's like, I gotta have some, like, Rune Factory or, or something that has, like, a story mixed in with it. Mm-hmm. Then I can go. Versus... That's another thing they showed, the uh, the updated release window for Rune Factory 5. That'll yeah. be good. I'm, I'm excited for that, because Rune Factory 4 just came on the Switch, and I'm gonna buy that soon to play yep. it. I'm very excited for Rune Factory 5. Uh, Mario Party Superstars. Very excited for this one. That one looked really good. I, I'm excited for it. I'm very excited because it's literally just the it's literally just the N64 Mario Party, but like better. Yeah. Like better graphics, better like I'm and then all of the coolest mini games. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm glad they just did that because like, yeah, instead of like remaking them, they just went all right. Let's take the best of those three games in one. And I thought that was the brilliant idea. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think it's probably going to be the best-selling Mario Party in a couple of years because of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know where they're going to take the series from here, but I'm excited for this one. <laughs> All right. I'm going to skip this news story because we're going to talk about this in a bit. But KOTOR is coming to Switch. Yeah. The original. Didn't... I think I mentioned this at one point on the podcast, maybe when we were talking about Alan Wake. Hmm. Um, but I think it's great. Like, I'm. Uh, this will be my go-to place to play KOTOR probably at that point because... Mm-hmm. I have it on my Xbox because it's backwards compatibility. That's the only way place that I could play it. Right now, it's gonna be on Switch, and I can just play that shit whenever. Yeah. So I, I'm very excited to re- return, return, uh, return to this world because I love Kotor, dude. Kotor, I'm very excited for the remake. This will just probably tide me over till then. Mm-hmm. So we still don't know when the remake's coming out. But man, I that's 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 good. After getting things like the you know, Jedi Knight. Academy and the Jedi Outcast games and the Racer and all all these like you know the ports. classics. Yeah, basically. we're now getting Kotor, mm-hmm. and I wonder if that's going to be two as well later. I after seeing that at this point, I'm like, okay, just give me Force Unleashed already. I know you're going to do it now. Yeah. Honestly, I'm going to say this right now: do Force Unleashed, but like full remake it. Like, like Sony would buy that one in a heartbeat too. Well, no. See, here's the thing: I say fuck that. I say, yo, you know what, Xbox, you want something? You look, I get it. You That's their God of War. Well, no, no, his thing. You, you, you and Platinum had some had some beef, but you bring them in, dude. It's Platinum them to do Star Wars. Oh, I'm just saying that'd be my dream come true. For I'm that. very high on anime esque Star Wars right now. I've binged Divisions. Okay, I haven't seen night. it yet. I need to. Are dude, they great? They're all fucking amazing. All right. The last episode kind of disappoints a little bit, but it's just because everything before it is so mind-blowing. So probably just watch that one first and then... Yeah. Okay. Watch episode nine and then go back to the first one, watch them all the way through. How, how are the trigger ones? Dude. Oh my gosh. The first trigger one is mostly just action eye candy with the twins. Okay. But it's still just absolutely beautiful. And then the second one that they made, The Elder... Probably like, if they were to do anything with Star Wars, I want them to continue this Studio Trigger storyline because yeah. it's, oh my god, you have to watch it. Was the the cell shaded samurai one? Is that one cool as fuck? Too? That one was really fucking. Okay, sick. I'm I'm very excited because like what, especially when they said like, hey, we're just letting them do what they want. Mm-hmm. You telling me that like, oh yeah, they went off. I'm like, oh sick. I'm I'm very excited. If I'm just waiting for the uh, the Black Series action figures for this show to come out because I'm buying every single one of them. Yeah, no, well, oh yeah, like especially the the fucking samurai dude and like the. Mm-hmm. It, granted, I haven't seen this, but in the trailer, that weird lightsaber thing that spun. Yep. Like that guy. 
So there's there's one episode later on that they didn't really mark it. It's in the, like the middle of the season. It's sort of samurai esque, mm-hmm. but um, there's this girl that is the main character with this face mask and like short cropped hair with the Padawan braid, um, and she has a lightsaber katana and it's yellow. Mm. Oh, it's so good, dude. I'm very excited to see it. I'm I'm probably gonna watch it all tonight. Like, I don't know, or just throughout the week, but oh, it's man. easy to get lost in there and yeah. just watch them all in one sitting. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Speaking of excitement, Castlevania Advance Collection finally out. Three games. I, I bought it. I haven't played it yet, but I've bought them just immediately. I was like, cool, great. I haven't bought them yet because I have the GBA carts and I'm just waiting for Limited Run to be like, here it is. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, but yeah, the Advance Collection four games i thought it was only gonna be three yeah but they, circle uh, the moon harmony of darkness aria of sorrow and dracula x so i'm very excited to to play that there's gotta be one more collection up their sleeves like symphony of the night isn't in any of them yet the ds one isn't in there and they did ds remakes of some of the gba ones too so like it's easy money capcom yeah. not capcom konami you both suck anyway fuck you both <laughs> Capcom's been getting there. Capcom's we, Capcom's climbing that cliff yeah. back up to greatness. Konami's say, just down in the smut. Konami, all they have to do is announce a Metal Gear or Metal Gear well, Metal Gear Rising remake. Yeah, Dude. Metal Gear Solid remake, and they're they're fine. Yeah. Um, this one I didn't really get much off of, but you know, Act Act Tracer Renaissance is remastered. Um, it's the SNES uh, game. Cool. Sure, but the big one. March 2022, Triangle Strategy, boy, yeah, baby. and in in a, in a in a move that shocks absolutely no one, Project Triangle Strategy is now just called Triangle Strategy. Yeah, we should have seen it coming. Damn. <laughs> After Octopath. Yeah, Project Octopath Traveler, and then they're like, "All right, what's the actual name?" Octopath Traveler. <laughs> it's like, "All right, cool, thanks." Uh, I'm very excited for this. This game, the just the the base like demo alone was fucking great. I'm very excited. That's a beefy demo. Oh yeah. Um, if you're into Fire Emblem, like play Triangle Strategy when it comes out. Triangle Strategy, just in general, like if well, I I would say less Fire Emblem, but like if you've been looking for <laughs> the like spiritual su- successor to Final Fantasy Tactics, yeah, that's it's Triangle Strategy. Holy shit, hundred percent. Uh, Metro Dread, more story, looks good. Yeah, I'm um, I'm the, probably gonna play it. That main villain is a hundred percent a Chozo, and you cannot convince me otherwise. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty excited for it though. Um, Yokotaro's card RPG has a switch, uh, voice of cards head or voice of cards. Um, the Isle Dragon roars. Cool. Um, Square Enix didn't want to remake chain of memories again. So Yokotaro did it himself. Pretty much. Uh, Dying Light 2 Stay Human gets a cloud version for the switch. Ooh, a cloud version. And Dying Light Platinum Edition comes that switch. That's interesting. I'll yeah. buy that. Well, I'm kind of cool with the cloud version. Cause like, to me, that's a way that Nintendo can kind of like hey, we're still a part of this generation, you know? Yeah. So I think that's cool. I want to see how many... I want to see, one, how it works, because I think Nintendo is using Xbox's stuff, right? I think so. Aren't they using... Yeah, so if they're using Xboxes, that might be just Xbox's way of them saying, here's Game Pass on the Switch. The games you can't download, cloud. Yep. Who knows? Um. But yeah, Dying Light's good. So uh, Mario Golf stuff, don't care, because I didn't really like the game. Yeah, um, and... Uh very watered down Mario Golf game. Yeah. Deltarune Chapter 2. 
Hell yeah. Uh, I haven't played it yet, but I've heard great things about it. I'm gonna probably check it out. I'm gonna... I'm, I'm debating do I want to wait and play the whole thing. That's my thing. Because I played chapter one, really dug it, and I'm like, all right, what about chapter two? Do I want to start there? Do I want to wait? But uh, if it's anything like Undertale, which it is, but like, you know what I mean? If it has the same level of quality, Toby mm -hmm. Fox hasn't missed yet. So I'm very excited to, to do that. Yeah, he really doesn't miss. They uh, they showed a little bit of the gameplay, and it looks like just regular Undertale, but on steroids. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm all in on that shit when it's fully released. Oh, yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy Racing game, Chocobo GP. Switch later next year. We gotta stream that or something. That, that game is looks, made for us. That game is made for us and is stupid as fuck. And so. they got the Black Mage in there, baby. You know who I'm maining. <laughs> I, I think this is... I want more games like that. Where it's some stupid ass shit. Like, Final Fantasy has, like, such potential to do that stupid shit and they never jump on it. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad to see it. Uh, Disco Elysium Final Cut. Switch on October 12th. Uh, you should play this game. It's great. Yeah, I, I've been waiting because I knew it was going to come out on Switch eventually, and now's my time. I think it's great. I'm, I haven't finished it. It's on the back burner, but from what I've played, it's fucking great. Yeah. I know IGN gave it a 10 out of 10. I know a lot of people are putting it up there, so I, if you haven't played Disco Elysium, I would recommend it. It does deal with some heavy topics, so there's that warning, I guess, but it's it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamities, expansion pass content. Looks cool. Yeah. Um, new story sequences. I'm all cool with this because I like the characters of Breath of the Wild. So, give me more. I like that AU stuff that they were doing. It felt like they had freedom to do new things with those characters. So, mm. I'll, I'll play it, probably. Excuse me. Uh, some Disney thing. Some Disney thing. Disney Magical World Enhanced Edition. Yes, okay. I oh. wanted to bring this up. Oh, shit. Um, <clears throat> purely because of a weird thing that only I want. But um, this game came out on the 3DS. and Oh, that's what that is. Okay. Yes. I've never actually seen the game. I just kept seeing the, the 3DS game. Yes, but they, they came out with a special edition 3DS for it. And it was absolutely beautiful. Um, I'm really hoping that they do a Switch console like that. Pro maybe an OLED, that would be sick. But um, I think that's how I'm going to get an OLED, is a special one. Yeah, I'm really shocked that there's no Metroid 1 at launch, because it's the same day. It just they seems they like might announce that later. Like I'm be surprised they do like a Metroid Direct. I, I could see them doing it for Prime 4. Yeah, yeah, probably that. Because Metroid Dread just kind of came out of nowhere. And yeah. it's, it's then coming out, what, next month? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it's October 12th, right? The OLED was announced after even that, I yeah. think. So, yeah, it doesn't really make sense for that one. But um, they, no one else has played this game that I've ever met. But uh, Disney Sum Sum Adventure, I think it's called, yeah. for the Switch. It's basically just Mario Party with Disney. But um, they made a special edition Switch only in Japan. And it is the best design for a special edition switch outside of the animal crossing one that i've ever seen and if i have to fly to japan and buy one then i will but i want them to make a magical world 2 one and release it over here because they always go hard on the disney consoles hey i'll we'll make we'll make content out of the trip to japan just to get a switch fine as well dude that would that would be a dream yeah um Shadowrun trilogy coming to switch next year looks really cool um I'm a huge fan of uh, 
of RPGs like this, so I'm all for it. Hell yeah. Uh, Rune Factory 5, as we just said, um, Arcade Archives Pac-Man, and Arcade Archives Xevious, I'm assuming. Arcade if Classics. If you didn't already own Pac-Man, buy you this can, one, I guess. If you didn't already own Pac-Man, you can now own Pac-Man, but like harder. <laughs> um, now let me get to the, the big thing. Uh, uh, okay, so yeah, there's one big announcement for this for this uh, direct that had the internet freaking the fuck out. I had making memes. Um, Shigeru Miyamoto announces the cast and release date of the Super Mario Brothers movie, uh, December twenty first, twenty twenty two. It stars Chris Pratt as Mario. Anya Taylor Joy will play Peach. My favorite pick, Charlie Day, is going to play Luigi. Have I, you seen the memes I, for that? Where I they're, have, just, they're I, putting it's always sunny things. I think that's actually the perfect pick. And if it wasn't him, I'd want it to be Michael Sarah. Yeah. But after Lego Batman, I don't think he could. Yeah. Uh, Jack Black is Bowser. I think that can work. Uh, Keegan Michael Key. Uh, I think he's playing Toad. In context, like without seeing anything, I'm like, what the fuck were they thinking? <laughs> But also, there's potential for that to be the funniest character in the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. <laughs> uh, and Charles Martinet will be in the movie. But not as Mario. Not as Mario. Fuck you, though. I bet they're throwing him in there as Waluigi. That'd be the funniest shit. <laughs> no, I wonder I wonder if it's... Because like, like, this is obviously going to be like a DreamWorks Illumination style. Because like, it's, it's from the Despicable Me guys. Unfortunately... Well, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, because, like, I, Nintendo is being very adamant about their involvement in this as well. Right. So I wonder if, if, I, I, because you gotta, you gotta bet that Miyamoto signed off on Chris Pratt. Like, there is something that he probably came in, I'm, because, like, I think Chris Pratt's a really good actor. Like, he's been very heavily involved with everything Universal's been doing, Nintendo-wise, and, like, this is the first time we've seen him in a direct in forever yeah. and he just shows up and he's like hey check this shit out and dips yeah. so there's got to be something to that performance that really captured him but I, like i'm i'm because i wonder if it's going to be kind of similar to like the lego batman movie or like you know the lego movies where it's mm-hmm. like oh it's it's harping on your nostalgia mm-hmm. but we're going to do something fun and this is just this take on it right because yeah i mean everybody knows who mario is Yes, Charles Martinet is not voicing him. I wonder what Chris Pratt's going to do. Is, is he just going to sound like Chris Pratt the whole movie, or will, that's he, what, that's, will he put a, a spin on it? That's the worst timeline. Yeah. I want Chris Pratt to go in there and be like, hey, it's me, Mario. <laughs> that's just, what I want. I want just some fucking, like, a hey, buddy. Like the Super Mario Brothers Super Show type shit. <laughs> hey, Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, bro! That'd Excuse be hilarious. Me, what is your spaghetti policy here? <laughs> I'd be very excited. That shit sounds. Fu- I I'm I'm gonna I'm watching this with trepidation. Yeah, cause like I I'm gonna see this. We watched this. I I I loved the Sonic the Hedgehog movie me for too. what it was. Um, so I'm I'm assuming I'll like this because if it's because again it's being made for children. Yeah. So that's the first thing we have to take away. Is, I yes, think this, this is, is probably going to be kids. one that we have to see together, regardless of anything. Well, I I know we we got to see Sonic, Sonic 2, Two for sure. Um, well, one mainly because uh, 
I saw Sonic 1 with Matt mm-hmm. in theaters, so you, me, and Matt gotta go see the second one. Uh, also, I just want to see Idris Elba kill at his knuckles. I will do a full Sonic closet cosplay to go see Sonic 2. You gotta do that creepy one where you paint your face blue. Oh, I've got a, I've like got a the, mask the that only covers my top lip so you can see my jaw move. <laughs> and then I've got the hat that looks like the quills. And then I'll just like wear a blue jacket with pants. Oh, no I'll, shirt. I'll do a Tails cosplay. Why not? <laughs> Matt's got to be Matt, knuckles. Matt's got to be knuckles. Give him dreads. We could do dreads with his hair. It's yeah. long enough. Oh, yeah. No, we probably could. Just dump um, some ketchup on that shit. Douse him with red spray paint. <laughs> Um, but Kids no. would cry if yeah. they saw us pull up to the movies like that. We'd be the only ones in a costume, too. I <laughs> guarantee it. Oh, man. that would be a f- room full of children and their parents and then just us three walking in. Like It's like those memes of seeing My Hero fans at the Demon Slayer movie. It's going to be exactly <laughs> like that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no. I, I don't know how I feel about this. Because uh, this movie is, I think, going to... I think it's going to be a good movie. You know what I mean? Like, in the way a kid's movie can be. Yeah. But, like, I, if you're a fan of Mario, you're probably... I mean, the, other, the big thing for me is, like, when has Mario talked? Like, that's the big thing for me is, like, okay, so this is obviously going to be very different. Yeah. It's like if they made a Zelda movie and whoever they got to voice Link doesn't just scream. <laughs> like, he actually has a full conversation with Zelda and you're sitting here going, where's the Hayas, bruh? Yeah, it, I think if they ever tried to make a Zelda movie, Link would not be the focus. Well, I think what they should do is have Link legitimately be mute. Yeah. Like, I think that'd be a really cool way to do it. and like, Or, like, selectively mute, where, like, he does talk, but it's very seldom and only in for important things. Like, like have a moment where, like, Zelda's crying, people are dying around him, and Link talks. And you, the audience, like, oh, shit. Because that's a thing in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. They, uh, you can find that journal entry in Zelda's room where she's like, he finally spoke to me and yeah. said why he's so quiet all the time. And, like, even though you're just standing in a room, like, looking down at a book and it's just text, that really hits you. Yeah, and I'm, I wonder what, because that actually makes me really excited for the fact that we might get a Zelda movie. Yeah. I would be all for just a Zelda-like. Don't let Illumination do that one. No, uh, it's got to be more serious. Like Mario, I think works with with like the DreamWorks Illumination the style shit, mm-hmm. where it's it's meant to be goofy and cartoony. I think Zelda, you'd have to do. I'm trying to think like a How to Train Your Dragon esque style. If you're gonna do 3D like that, I could see that. That um, would be good that, actually. Or, or doing like um, an anime. Yeah, a Zelda anime would be tight as hell. Yeah. I'd be down. I, I honestly, I would want them to do like a, an, an, a Zelda Ocarina of Time anime. Like full on just... Hayao Miyazaki's Ocarina of Time. <sighs> Miyazaki's Ocarina of Time. What a fucking... You know huh. the score would slap though. Oh, of course. They always do. <laughs> I, w- I wonder... Uh, no matter what Miyazaki does, none of his scores will slap nearly as hard as Tarzan's. Yeah. That, that's that's a slapping soundtrack. Holy shit! Get that guy to do the Fuck. the Mario movie <laughs> soundtrack. Well, my favorite thing about that soundtrack is like, hey, uh, you got the soundtrack for that? That that man just made his own album, and then they're like, sure, put Tarzan's <laughs> name on it. I, I've always wondered about the production of that movie because like, 
it's just a licensed thing, Tarzan. Yeah. So I feel like they weren't going to go like super hard with it. It was probably just like a little cash grab. And then they heard the music and then they're like, okay, step this shit up. We well, got to. Because yeah, you got Phil Collins just going off with especially like two worlds. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to wonder, like, okay, so this man just made an album and then they said, can we use this for Tarzan? <laughs> Anyway, anything else you want to really talk about Nintendo-wise? Because, like, I I bet you there's, you know... I feel like for Nintendo, this Direct actually had a lot of stuff that I was, like, into. Yeah. Versus, like, a lot of their previous ones were like, yeah, it was fine. But, like, I've just been like, yeah, whatever. This is the one that makes me think, okay, everything is coming back around into the swing of things for them. Because mm-hmm. um, it was just banger after banger for the most part. Yeah, like, honestly, there was one that I well the arcade group and that weird mm-hmm. JRPG thing that I have never heard of. Everything else was like I cool Bayonetta three, cool Triangle Strategy, all right, cool Hyrule Warriors getting some content, Kirby. Like everything was like more shit that I want, and then stuff that I played Nintendo four. Like Mario Party All Stars is one of my most hyped games. I'm I'm all in for this. I think I think yeah, if Nintendo can keep that momentum of like here's the shit you want to see, because I I'm still gonna get the weird shit. Like, No More Heroes 3 and National Chain and shit like that, where it's like, only the biggest nerds are going to play those. Yeah. But, like, having a new 3D Kirby game, having a full-fledged Bayonetta sequel, um, having, you know, fucking Triangle Strategy, like a new Square Enix RPG in the vein of one of their greatest. Yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah, it's, it's a promising time to be a Nintendo fan. Um, I I wanted to bring this up, and I think you might have seen it so far, but uh, Hideki Kamiya, the man, the myth, the legend, creator of DMC and Bayonetta, the man with the most blocked accounts on Twitter. I love, I love, do you see he unblocked people? That's exactly where yeah. I was going. He unblocks people now to remind them that Bayonetta has a mole on their fan art and then blocks them again. Well, there's been some that he unblocks to say, this is great, I love it, and then reblocks them. <laughs> so he's just scrolling through on an unregistered computer and going through on his phone at the same time. This man's doing work. It's so stupid, because I... Oh, man, I, I want to... I wanna, Because did you hear what he said, apparently? This man... Uh, oh, what was the thing about the glasses that came out recently? Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. The, yeah, um, where like he the developer interviews. Yeah, where like the publisher, or whatever, was like, uh, told him a design choice, and he's like, no. This is the hill I'll die on, yeah. and then he added glasses to every other character. No, in the yeah, game. They, they were like, we don't know about the glasses, and he's like, no, the glasses stay, and they're like, well, we'll we'll think about it, and then he yeah, he fucking slowly hid them. And by and I, like the last guy said, yeah. By the time we found out, every character in the design booklet had glasses. What a legend! What a fucking genius! I love that man, bro. I my my goal is one day to be big enough that he blocks me. <laughs> I don't. I've been very specifically avoiding interacting with him just so he doesn't block me because I want to see the legendary shit. Well, no. Here's the thing. I would have like I want I would have a burner account <laughs> you to see fool. shit. No, but I want my main. Like I want like if if side quest gets big enough, mm-hmm. and whatever my Twitter handle is at that point. Okay, if I it's... want that to be blocked. Yes. So I can publicly say I've been blocked by Hideki Kami. I can agree with that. That my my own personal burner shit that I mainly use for porn. That I can, <laughs> yeah, I'll follow him. Yeah, whatever. 
I don't give a shit. That's just the personal. I don't give a fuck account. Every, I follow whatever on that one. Right. But no, the main the main account. I want that to be blocked. Yeah, so that'd that be, that'd that would be, be legendary. That would be, that would be my Twitter banner. Is you are blocked. But yeah, I I would never I would never let that go away. We would have to like create some sort of featuring Dante from Devil May Cry sticker, but it says blocked by Hideki Kamiya. Yep. Put it on every. Thing we make it would be yeah it'd be slapped on every single side quest <laughs> podcast episode from that point forward hell yeah absolutely so i guess we i don't know to fill time is there any other topic because this, this one's gonna be a shorter one realistic because the nintendo directing is the main thing yeah um let's think here well, uh, i guess i here's a news story that i forgot to bring up okay um shiro mano is working on the Kingdom Hearts 3 manga. Sick. Yeah. I'm I saw the cover for one of them and it's Riku and Mickey walking through the uh the land of darkness. Looks fucking great. I I was wondering when that manga was going to come out cuz I've been I've been reading the Persona 5 manga. Mm. And I think I told you about like the most re- or at least uh, volume 7. Yeah, volume 7. Yeah, I think is their volumes. Uh that has royal content in it. Nice. So they're actually going to incorporate the royal shit in there somewhere. That's what I'm hoping they do with the Kingdom Hearts manga, because I'm not going back to play that DLC. Like, not at this point in my life. You will. Eventually, maybe. Well, but like, if we ever if we ever get a YouTube channel going, yeah. you will be the one to play it. It's, it's not going to be for a while for me. Yeah. Speaking of Kingdom Hearts, I don't know when those, those other parts of that Landon thing are going to come out. Yeah, I I was I, I was kind of thinking like if I didn't feel good today, I was just gonna try to coerce you into editing the second one. I would have legitimately like <laughs> quit this fucking podcast. <laughs> I'd be like, nope, we're good. It it'll come out when it comes out. I think we're gonna spread them out pretty thin mm-hmm. to the point where like by the time the third one is out, we have recorded the fourth one. Yeah, because yeah, we for whatever reason thought this would be a fun two like. One, you know, one, one hour, po- one, hour one and a half hour podcast. Fucking, we were f- so fucking wrong. No, that's sh- we that were there should... for like five hours, yeah. dude. I, I, by the time I got out of that chair, I was like, oh, I'm fucking stiff, bruh. Yeah. No, I'm a. Yeah, I'll edit that at some point, and we'll we'll put it out. I don't know when. I don't know. I really don't know when. I'll probably have a couple more episodes in between. But uh, nice. Yeah. Um, we're coming up on our one year anniversary. We are, and I think that's when we're finally gonna do this Final Fantasy VII. Podcast. The reason we started this shit in the first place. Yeah, I'm glad we waited though. Yeah, because I didn't want to be sitting there just awkwardly saying um all the time. And yeah, not putting on a real voice, trying to mask shit. No, yeah, I want to go into it raw. We've gotten comfortable doing this, and I think that's the best thing. Because now, when we do a Final Fantasy podcast, it's mm-hmm. gonna be just some fucking shit yeah. <laughs> we're, we're gonna go be prepared off. for the 45 minute section about tifa's abs glistening bro what 45 minutes <laughs> you're really downplaying what we're bro both you and me have an unhealthy obsession with tifa in general all right guys here we are in frame one <laughs> <laughs> we're, gonna, we're, we're gonna have like it's gonna be like the kingdom hearts one we're gonna put it out in parts <laughs> and part two is nothing but tifa <laughs> Just everything. Like, I'm gonna be real. I've I've never had a legitimate like video game crush until I played remake again. She's such a like real person in that game. Well, they all are. Like, they do a great job with everybody except fucking Sephiroth because she's terrifying as fuck. But like, everybody feels real. Aerith is great. Like, 
These are my Barrett favorite. is a god Barrett's among men. fucking amazing. I love, too, that he isn't just Mr. T. Yeah. They did a really good job of going, no, he's an actual living, breathing character who stumbled out of the Gears of War universe. Because, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, that man's arms are thick. He's beefy. That man is the definition of beefcake. <laughs> Holy fuck. He's the thickest character in that game. Oh, of course. <laughs> No, and, then, and then you got like they they straight up just was like all right how many kinks can we fit into this game so we got we've got scarlet for the mommy kink <laughs> Aerith is a girl next to well no i guess tifa Aerith and tifa like that's what i love about both of those characters is their personalities fit the other person yeah like tifa should be the more sarcastic kind of tomboyish one but instead she's the very soft kind of shyer girly one and then you got Aerith, who's like the flower girl, so you're expecting, you know, very melodic, whatever. No, and then she's over here, go- like talking shit, and like being like such a fucking like asshole. Yeah. It's great. I, I'm kind of surprised that Aerith never smoked a cig in that game. I feel like it would have fit. She could, she could have just started smoking some fucking weed, dog. Like there would have been a scene where she's high as fuck. Aerith and- pulls out a spliff and she's like, "You want some flower, dog?" <laughs> That's that's what she's selling. That's gotta be how they afford that house. Oh, of course, <laughs> that's a too nice of a house. She's she's low key the Midgar's biggest drug dealer. Absolutely. No, but I, I love all those characters. I guess this is a, a prequel to our big podcast. But like, everyone everybody did such a great job, dude. The fact I I think I sent you the the Snapchat while I was watching Teen Wolf. Mm-hmm. That actor is Cloud. That's Cody Christian is Cloud. And I was watch I was watching Teen Wolf going. Hey yo, bro. I'm just all I'm hearing is cloud, <laughs> but cloud with more confidence. <laughs> like, uh, and then I found out also Tyler Hoechlin, who plays Derek in Teen Wolf, is Sephiroth. Whoa. So like, I I remember seeing that going like, huh? So not only is this man a werewolf in Teen Wolf, he is now Sephiroth, the greatest evil, and Superman. Dude. He's he's had some good. Batman play, is playing Superman and Superman and Lois. He is Sephiroth in Final Fantasy, and then he had he was part of Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf was the blueprint apparently for everything. Well, they had some. That's the thing is they had great actors like Dylan O'Brien kills it in Maze Runner and Love and Monsters, and he's he's going off and he's a legit actor now. Right, right? like he's he's I he's could made see, it. Yeah, I could see him going off doing some cool shit. Um. Tyler Posey is a pop punk musician now. Yeah. And he's touring with Mod Sun, which is awesome. Uh, Crystal Reed went off to do Swamp Thing, which sadly got canceled, but was is regarded as one of DC's best shows. I don't know what half the other cast is doing, but Tyler Hoechlin, yeah, he went off to be Superman. That's that's like one of the highest heights you can reach as an actor. Yeah, he's fucking Superman, bro. And then for us nerds, he's Sephiroth, one of the video games' most iconic villains. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, the, that, to me, that just shows that the Teen Wolf cast is fucking, like, stellar. Mm-hmm. That they have all this shit they can do outside of just Teen Wolf. That and sequel movie's about to go off. I hope so. Dear God, not only are they going to get a higher budget, but, like, also, Jeff Davis is apparently doing another wolf show, <laughs> by the way, on Paramount Plus called Wolfpack. It's just, uh, what's it, middle-aged wolf? Well, <laughs> no, apparently uh, it's based on a novel series that like I, I, about werewolves. So he's doing another werewolf show. Okay. So, that, sure. Don't try to convince me this man's not a furry. Well, he's gay, so he's halfway there. Let's be real. How many furries do you know that are like legit straight? Good point. 
I mean, look, I don't make the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just tell you how it is. No, I'm but I'm not um, saying it's causation. I'm saying it's correlation. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, speaking of Final Fantasy, I'm very excited for 16. I'm, I think I'm waiting to see more. Like, it's been a while. I mean, thankfully though, they announced it to get people hype, and then and then uh, Yoshi P was like, "All right, we've shown you it exists. We're not showing it until we're ready for it to come out." Mm-hmm. So I'm cool with that. Uh, it might show up at the Tokyo Game. Well, no, I think they said it's not going to. Never mind. I was gonna say it might show up there, but they said no. Um, I don't know. I'm very excited for that though, because six, especially when they announced that yeah, the game is being made in English. Mm-hmm. So not not as it's not a Japanese game that's being dubbed. It's made with English writing and voice acting in mind and the dub will be Japanese yeah. which is going to be very interesting to see. I've kind of expected that shift for a while from Square yeah because they very clearly want to make western games mm-hmm. it shows with you know games like Tomb Raider and now Guardians of the Galaxy where like they're mainly focusing heavy on those like other companies they have with their western stuff and that's leaking into the Japanese stuff speaking of Square um, did you see the uh the released look at the uh, MCU skin for Drax in that game. No, it looks really solid. Nice. Like the uh, the tattoos are actually textured. Ooh. So it it looks really cool. Like they didn't skimp on it at all. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about that game. I, I'm like, cautiously optimistic. Yeah, because like it looks cool, but at the same time, it's like it looks like it's gonna be one of those B tier kind of action RPGs. Yeah. Which. I like those games. I liked Greedfall. I liked Techromancer. Elix was all right. But, like, who knows? This has at least the Guardians as, as the selling point. Mm-hmm. So who knows? I, I'm definitely not pre-ordering or buying the Deluxe Edition. That's not happening. That will be a game that I will wait for and see how it goes first. Right. But very excited for Marvel Midnight Suns, though. Yeah, that, that looks incredible. Um, on another Square Enix leg, uh, after Pride... We went back to Devney's place, and I watched her boyfriend Paul play Life is Strange two for the first time. The se- okay, not uh, fucking True Colors. That's okay. what it's called. I was gonna say Life is Strange two is the one about the brothers. Yes, and I that hate, one I like. I hate what they're doing with the naming schemes, but um, it was it was really cool. Like the animations looked really good. He was playing it on a one X, I believe. Um, it looked really solid. The voice acting was good. Um, and then we got to this point where uh, she goes into her new apartment for the first time, and there's an arcade machine up there. And then we spent roughly three hours just trying to get the high score on this video game in a video game. Nice. Uh, we didn't do it, and we were so like, pretty much me and Yakuza. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Paul was like, uh, "We gotta do more story. I'll come back to this later." Because we were switching off, playing this stupid dig dug like shit. And then we went downstairs. She lives above a bar, and we turn around. And there's four more arcade machines of different games. And you're like, damn it. <laughs> I was like, damn, dude, I'm glad I don't live here. You're going to have a time with this. Bro, that is my favorite thing about a Yakuza game is the first thing I do when they let me go is Sega Arcade. Right. I run for that shit and then immediately go, okay, what games we got? Virtual Fighter? Got it. Cool. I jump in, try to beat it, fail. I then play that stupid ro- like mecha robot fighter that is unfair as shit. Um... You play the claw machines. Like, it's it's so funny that those games are in. The, like, it's, it's whatever. Sonic the Fighters is in Lost Judgment now, so yeah. I'm going to buy that game just for that, maybe. I got it over here. I haven't, I haven't put it in yet, but man. That's, oh, it came out? Yeah, 24th. 
Wow. I, I saw Erica Lindbeck posted a thing where she got this big, I mean, sorry, I didn't mean to say Erica Lindbeck. I sorry. meant to say mommy. <laughs> um, <laughs> she posted a picture uh, today, I think, where she got like a, uh, a big press package that came with like a skateboard deck and all this shit. Yeah, no, I got pissed because I was like, that looks sick as fuck. Yeah. I wanted that skateboard deck. Holy shit, that looks cool. But uh, yeah, no, I, I'm excited for Lost Judgment. I still need to finish Judgment. Mm-hmm. I finished it, but I didn't finish it. Right. Finish it enough to where I want to like move on. I beat it, and then I'm like, but I didn't beat the like the secret boss. I didn't do this shit. I didn't like experience Judgment. So, I, I might just say fuck it and just go to the next one. But you know, it's they're really fun games for being like these really cool murder mysteries. Right. Um, and I'm excited, especially because this might be the last one. So. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, because fucking Johnny Association is a piece of shit. But yeah, um, I think I think yeah I think that's probably it for the podcast. Yeah, we've done an hour. Yeah, we, uh, well, technically more because I. That's true. Yeah. We, uh, so, this uh, thanks for listening, guys. This has been it's been fun. We have obviously the Nintendo Direct, but me and BJ can go on for hours and ramble. We were given enough time. Yeah. If if I. If we really wanted to, we could have just done a whole episode about Bayonetta theories. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised, like, if that theory is true, because like, I that seems after like, you mentioned it, I was like, okay, that's gonna be the plot. That seems like what they would, especially because she came through the portal. And so mm-hmm. yeah, so I don't know. The game looks cool, but I, I'd be down to do like more specialized podcasts because like, we still have the one Godzilla vs Kong movie review. Yeah, uh, we have now the Kingdom Hearts special. Um, I'm cool with doing more of that, like in between stuff, because like those are always fun. Because it's it's us not having to stick by a a general theme. We can just kind of goof off, right? Because like for this one, before we started, we we're like, oh, we need to, we need to find news stories, and because we didn't, we fucking forgot the direct. Yeah. But like, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> this COVID shot is really like, damn, bro, those fishnets. You really reminds all <laughs> the over hormones that. in this COVID shot, man. It's, it's driving me nuts. <laughs> But, thinking uh, about tennis skirts. I mean, I'm always thinking about tennis skirts, but that's just because anytime I see a girl in a tennis skirt, my brain just turns to mush. Yeah, bro. Like I'll, I'll see. I'll. I watched. I watched a tennis match legitimately like recently, <laughs> and it was, and I was literally sitting there going like, man, look at them go. They really know how to handle those balls. <laughs> Didn't say that, but I was probably thinking it. No, but uh, I'm, I'd be down to do some more like just one-offs because like i like the, i like doing the podcast the way we do it but like i could imagine us doing a podcast in that again but instead of it being like oh we got to do the news story go to this we say fuck it and do a full metal alchemist brotherhood podcast because yeah. like that's matt's thing um or we just like anything that we could like have matt have do a podcast full on gundams yeah and have matt tell us like the intricacies of this or whatever or do like a special dungeons and dragons audio only episode i i would absolutely adore a D&D one shot with all of us that would be so good yeah we need to find someone to DM it because I know Matt would want to be a part of it instead mm-hmm. of DMing and so I think might, hey Landon's a DM we could get Landon to do Landon it. hit us up in between your helping murder victims <laughs> yeah Landon in between in between being you know a, a decent you know human being <laughs> And having a great job. Come be help. deplorable for a bit, yeah. man. Yeah, let let me give me a reason to be a bard and seduce a dragon. I'm down. Speaking of Landon, I was scrolling through my TikTok the other day, uh, just looking at 
big titty goth women yep. as I always do. And then the next, I'm just scrolling on my for you page, no tags or anything. Next thing that comes up is Landon's ugly mug, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yep. I, I I'm friends with them, so I see a shit all the time. But I added them after that. Yeah. I you said we should have ended this like 20 minutes ago, but <laughs> you uh, I like how you said like, oh, it's just big titty goth women. Mine is nothing but milfs. <laughs> I don't know. I, I liked like three three TikToks where it's like this older woman who like were doing TikTok dances. Like, oh, that's cool. And next thing I know, it's just MILF City and offensive humor. That's how that algorithm works, man. Bro, I'm I'm not I'm about it, bro. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying what I saw. I didn't say hey. <laughs> Shit's nice. Uh but anyway, legitimately now, I think we're done. Yes. All right. Uh, we'll see you guys next next time. I don't know when these are coming out. My work schedule has changed. Uh, I just got most recent one done for Monday. If I have the time, I will get this out on Thursdays. Uh, but I'm starting to double on Wednesdays now. So, I mean, we still have a mostly consistent schedule, so it's not yeah. a huge deal. We still we still can record every Tuesday. Um, but we'll see about everything else. If I can. If I can get it up Thursdays, it'll be up Thursdays. If not, it will be up sometime until Monday. So let's just say Thursdays at the earliest. Thursdays at the earliest, Monday the latest. So that's kind of where I'm kind of going for. Um, because we record on Tuesday, and I'd rather not record and have a backup, right? Like waiting. So yeah, we'll. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll have uh, this episode will be out at some point. We'll probably. Who knows what our next one's going to be. We might do a, a cool one-off. We might just say fuck it and keep doing this. But thank you guys for listening. Thanks for you know being cool. As always, be a dick. Don't be an asshole. And BJ, would you kindly tell them to... To what? Keep it sleazy. <laughs> or take it sleazy. You know what? Let's... let's... <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. 